Welcome back to Koinonia. Um, my guest is Mark Looning. Mark, um, talk to us about Springs Church in Chandler, what you guys have developed there over the years. Great. Yeah, thank you. Um, the Springs Church is uh, located off of Kyrene Road and Chandler Boulevard. We have uh, built a building there a number of years ago and very functional, sort of a glorified box mm-hmm. and very functional. And we just use it. For Looks all- really nice, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, we use it for all kinds of stuff. We try to make it uh, worthwhile, you know, for people to to be there and enjoy it. Tell us that your basic philosophy of ministry. Basic philosophy of ministry, <clears throat> besides needing some water. Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, it is to be real people mm-hmm. enjoying a real God. Together, we can change our world. Mm-hmm. And that's really one life at a time. It really is by... <clears throat> Excuse me. By placing, boy, <clears throat> by placing. Uh, <coughs> it's got to be the spirit moving here, man. No, it's uh, something in my throat. Um, <clears throat> I just get all choked up. But uh, it's really just uh, our lives infecting another life. Being a disciple, making a disciple. Um, what seeing you cough like that makes me remember a pause. Somebody told me about pausing at the top of my golf swing. But uh, sometimes it's good to pause for the Holy Spirit to work, too. Mm-hmm. I, I preached one sermon uh, a couple weeks ago on the Holy Spirit, and it, uh, 5 o'clock or 5.30 service on Saturday seemed to go good. 9 o'clock went great. Same yeah. sermon, 11 o'clock, and I was like a half a beat off. I just I should have probably stopped in the middle and said I'm missing it here some way yeah. somehow to put a pause in there put a yeah. pause like Lord help me get in sync with you and uh, that's what we're doing right now we're getting in sync with the Lord Thank so you. you believe in changing the world one life at a time I like that because that's what Jesus did yeah. I mean he was he he spoke to multitudes but he was never too busy just to deal with one person yeah. at a time well and. Maybe that's all we can handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the people right in front of us, the circle of influence that God has graced us with, be it our neighborhood or just a coworker. But if we can pray and look at maybe two or three people around us and invest in them, invite them mm-hmm. into relationship with us and with, with Christ, um, I think if that is overlaid over the body of Christ, we'd cover a lot of people. But that's we right. tend to think... Maybe wider is better, and but we don't go very deep. Um, I was listening to a guy preaching on a podcast. He was preaching to a church with thousands and thousands of people, and he was talking about you know ISIS and the Middle East mm. and the world's going to hell. And basically, he's glad his grandchildren are going to be raptured and not have to deal with it. And um, I thought that's really sad yeah. in a way because yeah. um, Jesus said. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You're going to have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. And I believe that God's purposes are fulfilled when we serve him faithfully, Mm -hmm. and we should be thankful that we have this opportunity. And, um, yeah, we know the Lord's coming back. We should look forward to the Lord coming back. But we shouldn't just be thinking about escaping the world. Or hunkering down and just... uh, you know, siloing our faith. That's exactly uh, right. It, it, there seems to be, doesn't it, a, a sort of two poli- uh, polarized thoughts right now in culture, and even Christian culture, it seems, 
that it's either hunker down or uh, be violent about mm-hmm. your faith. And right. I think there's a third. Mm-hmm. And the third is let's, uh, let's be hard on ourselves, so to speak, disciples of Christ, yeah. and give grace to others. Reach them in love and grace and the truth. But that truth has got to be uh, wrapped up or surrendered, yielded, submitted to those people with great love Amen. and patience. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of concern that people have that, well, the Supreme Court's going to legislate gay marriage and everything, and therefore America's going to hell right. and the world's going to fall apart. Um, I don't think the world's going to fall apart regardless of a decision yeah. the Supreme Court makes because right. um, the kingdom of God has been established. It has come to earth, and Jesus... And the scriptures basically say it will continue to grow until the Lord comes back. Now there'll be there'll yeah. be violence, there'll be there'll be persecution. That's all part of mankind rebelling against mm-hmm. God and learning the hard way. But who gets into the kingdom of God yeah. and what it means to live in relation to Christ, that's never gonna change. Right. We right. can't rewrite the rules. No Supreme Court yeah. is gonna say who experiences a refreshing from the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. a gift that God gives to those who humble themselves and right. repent. Yeah. And the gates of hell will not prevail against Amen. the church. Yeah. The Supreme Court can do things, but the, if we are the church, right. the body of Christ, filled with his grace and spirit, the gates of hell, and I would say that's a little stronger, mightier in a sense right. than the Supreme Court right. or through the acts of others. Right. It, it's not going to prevail. The The hope of the world, I think it was Bill Hybels, the uh-huh. church, the local church is the hope of the world. And I, we believe that at the Springs. Mm-hmm. We hope and pray to model that yeah. in uh, realistic, honest, practical ways. Well, I would like, I would say the same thing, that the hope of a healthy society are good families, yep. right? Yeah. So... Are there any perfect families out there? No. no. Uh-uh. But a good family means there's the dad and the mom. Yeah. They love each other. They yeah. love the kids. They're they're growing with grace and love as best they can, equipping the kids for a fruitful future. Yeah. Same is true with the local church. A local yeah. church is a model of a healthy family. Yeah. And and there's ways in which we're growing and maturing. We need to be connected to one another, just like every natural family has mm-hmm. to be connected to the other families in the neighborhood and in the city. So we're connected. We don't live in isolation. Yeah. We're in isolation, then we're emaciated. We're, yeah. we're not receiving all the resources we need. That's true. And oftentimes families have points, as you mentioned, of, of dysfunction a little bit. Right. They, it falters or wanes at different times. But that is those opportunities present themselves to go deeper in Christ and to see that chaff, dross, ugliness removed. If we're willing, it can be removed. And he's at work in that, not against us. He's at work in revealing and removing those points of humanity in our lives. When it's vacation season, and I think back to when we had our four kids and we took vacation trips, and we had a a number of times when the van that we were driving, the the church van, the family van, would break down. (laughs) And and I look back on a now, and those are some of the highlights. I forget yeah. what we did on yeah. that vacation, but that was the adventure it the was. kids yeah. remember and everything. Yeah. And um, every family has challenges. Every church has challenges. And those are some of the adventures. That's when we can model what real right. faith is That's all right. about and how you trust God 
how you uh, go through a trial and come out the other side. Well, Malachi 3, 2 says that there's a refiner's fire. Right. There's a fuller soap of soap. Yeah. That is applied to the body of Christ. That is God's work in the believer, the follower. He uh, he does that in my life, adding heat so that the ugliness, the stuff of Mark can come to the surface to be removed so that from glory to glory, I'm being changed. That isn't a very fun process, but if I embrace that process, I'm only going to see his grace and character enlarged in my life. And it's usually those church van experiences, those heat, the heat of relationship, of disappointment, of setback, even pain. Um, Those incidents actually give us the opportunity to fall on his grace and receive more of his benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting you had mentioned that. We had, I, I was preaching uh, a couple of weekends ago, and uh, a guy got out of his seat and came right up to the pulpit and, and started saying, Jesus, Jesus. And I mm. said, I'm not Jesus, just sit down, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know <laughs> if the people remembered anything from the sermon, but they all remembered that. that. Yeah. They, and, yeah. and, I used to get so upset when there were interruptions mm-hmm. and, you know, fire trucks going by and wailing sirens in the middle of our sermons or babies crying yeah. or whatever. And now I have a little more grace yeah. to say, hey, this is life. Man. Yeah, this it's is messy, real stuff. You know? yeah. It's messy. Yeah, it is messy. That's a good word for it. We walk in that uh, reality that we're messy, but mm-hmm. we're being transformed yeah. metamorphosis, the process of his work in our hearts. And he loves us so much that he's going to do that. He's going to continue to influence our heart and lives to embrace his change. You know, yeah. you quoted Malachi 3. There's probably a hundred references to Malachi 3 and tithing for everyone yeah. about yeah. the fuller's soap yeah. and the refiner's fire. That's right. A good in pastor churches. knows that passage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you work with pastors um, and helping them process the challenges and trials of ministry. Give us uh, some areas that a pastor might have trials with and, and how you would counsel them so that our listeners could know how to pray for mm. their own pastor. Well, I, uh, I've just begun that process. I've been in a, in a smaller level working with, uh, uh, you might say, more intimate groups, been doing that for a while. But mm-hmm. the, this larger assignment has just come ba- uh, about in the last few months. But those principles are the same or what they're dealing with as a pastor are very similar. I think, Mark, um, many of the things pastors are dealing with is the pace of life, mm-hmm. the quick the quick change in our culture from mm-hmm. one fad to another, uh, overlaying on top of that the whole business complexity mm-hmm. that's now within a church. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to uh, for a pastor's to be good at everything, but it feels like you have to be. Yeah, You have to be good at raising money, counseling, uh, making sure the vision and strategy and systems of a church are implemented and processed mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, not perfectly, but seemingly so. Yeah. And then on top of that, 
we haven't even got to the communication or the preaching of the word. So many different varieties of concerns and layers of of pressure and pressure, challenge. challenge. So today, I think for a pastor, it could be, maybe it's not, but it seems like it's harder now than ever before. My guest is Mark Looning, pastor of Springs Church in Chandler. Stay tuned. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. We'll be right back after these messages.